This podcast is brought to you by real-life captioned eroticas. Check the link in the description for the sexy, visualized stories of your dreams. This story is posted by user Vivicasno from our slash erotic literature. The title of this post is, Coed Come Buddies, Sit Back and Enjoy the Story. What can I get you? The acne-riddled teenager behind the counter asked. Aubrey looked at me, waiting for my response. Whatever you want, go nuts, I smiled. We want a giant bucket of popcorn, a bag of Sour Patch Kids, a small Diet Coke for me and whatever he wants to drink. She said, I'll also do a small diet, please. So that's one big bucket, one Sour Patch into small diets. The cashier asked, make it one large diet, Aubrey said. I turned to her and smiled. This was only our third encounter. Our first date if you didn't count the two crazy sex sessions before this. Sharing a straw was pretty tame compared to what we'd done to each other. But it still suggested a level of comfort with me. And that was exactly that type of flirtatious confidence that drove me wild about her. She looked at me and shrugged. No sense wasting extra cups. Yeah, gotta help out the turtles and stuff. I agreed. The cashier gathered our things and I paid for them. The bucket was bigger than her head, but she grabbed it along with her bag of candy and soda then started eating the popcorn by bending her neck and sticking her tongue out since her hands were full. Want me to carry something? I asked. So you can steal all the fresh popcorn. Think again, mister, she said. We made our way to the theater and found our seats in the back center. Directly underneath the projector, they were the nice, big leather ones that reclined. She put our soda in the center armrest and placed the bucket of popcorn in her lap as she got cozy. Have you seen all the previous ones? I asked. God no, isn't there like nine. I honestly don't know what they're up to now. We were seeing the latest installment of Crass and Curious. A parody softcore porn, action flick starring a bunch of sex-positive hooligans as they got themselves into trouble in various ways. The movies always involve some elaborate crime, and all the hot B-list celebs get distracted by each other while trying to commit or prevent said crime. It was originally supposed to be a joke, but got so wildly popular they never stopped making them. I heard this one almost got an NC-17 rating because of the gay sex scene. I said, and you'd take innocent little me to see such a thing. I think you can handle it. I'd love to try. Double your pleasure, double your fun, right? She asked, playfully lifting her eyebrows at me. They're gay, I said. For now, she corrected, wait till I get in there. I don't think it works that way. She rolled her eyes. I know, I'm just teasing. Trying to put stuff in your head, work with me here. Since our relationship was so new, I hadn't really got a beat on her sense of humor yet. She was always so playful and suggestive. It was hard to tell when she was being serious. Not that I minded one bit. It was just a learning curve. Have you ever been with two guys? I asked, hoping it wasn't a forward. No, have you? Only three or four times, I joked. She gasped. Did I turn you? I think you may have. I'm still trying to decide. It is a choice after all. Oh, of course. So I'm gonna get to see some dicks in this movie. She asked. At least two, probably more. Holla, probably plenty of boobies for you. I'm guessing. If the last one I saw is any indication, then yeah, lots of them. Better than these, she asked, cupping her breasts and jiggling them at me. Her halter top showed off a generous amount of her cleavage, and I wasn't ashamed to stare. I seriously doubt it, I said. It wasn't a lie. She had natural triple D cups on a petite frame, so they looked even larger. When I googled whether that was a real size or not, I found out it was. 
Naturally, I immediately googled what celebs had her cup size. And though many websites have different answers, it put her in the range of Scarlett Johansson and Sofia Vergara. Good answer, she winked, letting them go and taking a sip of soda. I was fairly confident she wore that top because of how good it made her chest look. I mean, she would look great in anything, but she knew she had a great rack and knew I loved it. She was always finding reasons to lean over or use her arms to squeeze them together and catch my eye. It drove me nuts, in a good way. The lights dimmed, and the preview started. There were only maybe five other people in the theater which was nice because then we could chat a little without me feeling too rude. The previews before crass and curious flicks were as campy and raunchy as you'd expect. We went back and forth doing our own narrations for each based on what we saw on screen. They all started within a world. In our best movie trailer guy impression and ended with some version of Coming to a blank. Near you. Coming to a sewer drain near you. Coming to a geriatric hospital. A blind and deaf convention. We got ruthless and we both laughed hard at our own jokes. Maybe it was the high of flirting that made us giddy. Or the excitement of getting to know someone new and exploring their personality. She had me so smitten. I was kind of embarrassed, to tell the truth. Like, I'd been inside her twice and was trying not to let that cloud my judgment. But I was so freaking attracted to this woman my cheeks hurt from smiling. I glanced over at her and in the flickering light of the movie screen I saw a kernel of popcorn had fallen into her cleavage. I wasn't sure how to respond. I didn't want her to think I was staring at her chest the whole time. But I figured she'd also be embarrassed to have popcorn sitting there for an entire movie. I told myself that I'd already seen her naked. It wasn't like she was modest. And she wore that top knowing I'd steal a glance or two. I tapped her on the shoulder. The luckiest piece of popcorn in the world managed to escape your hunger. I said, pointing down. She tucked her chin to her chest and spotted it. Waskly wobbit, she said, plucking the piece from her chest and holding it up to my lips. This girl, I tell you. I opened my mouth and ate it. This may sound crazy, but it actually tasted better than regular popcorn. No lie, I'm counting on you to help me with that. Little jerks try to hide from me all the time. She said, you can count on me, I said, giving her a playful salute before we turned our attention back to the movie. It opened with a studly man and woman having sex in an airplane bathroom. They were both topless, and the woman's bountiful bosom bounced with the off-camera hip thrusting. Those are totally fake, Aubrey whispered. They moved and jiggled well enough to fool me, but I trusted her judgment. It's not like a woman like her would get breast envy. The couple was about to climax when the bathroom door flew open and a man with a gun leered at them. Time to die, Xander Shield, the man said with a thick, Eastern European accent. Xander picked up his muse by the butt and rushed backwards to slam into the thug behind him. The thug's gun fell to the cabin floor. Xander's woman held on for dear life, still somehow bouncing on his manhood while the action hero kicked the gun down the aisle and smashed his bear but into the would-be assailant. This sent all three of them staggering toward the emergency door. Xander swiveled, holding his buxom partner in the air as he donkey kicked his attacker toward the door. Xander snatched up a conveniently placed parachute and opened the emergency door sucking the assailant, himself, and his sexy lady out of the plane and into free fall. As all three plummeted to the ground, Xander somehow kept his hip motion going and the woman in his arms shrieked with a mix of terror and pleasure. The assailant put his arms and legs together to dive through the air, preparing for what would be a tumultuous mid-air battle. True to form for the crass and curious series, the fallen gun tumbled through the air with them and Xander plucked it just in time to shoot the assailant before the mid-air fistfight could even begin. Xander kept humping his woman even as he deployed his parachute and gracefully landed on a cruise ship below them. 
the woman in his arms had several orgasms on the way down, and a final one as they landed safely on the deck of the ship. Talk about joining the Mile High Club, Xander said into the camera. Both the audience on screen and in the theater erupted into laughter and the movie's title card exploded onto the screen. I already love this more than anything in the world, Aubrey said as she scrunched her popcorn. I looked over at her and smiled, then noticed a couple kernels in her cleavage again. You've got a couple more waskly wobbits, I whispered. Well, take care of them, she said, never taking her eyes off the screen. I smiled and shook my head. I reached over and plucked the kernels from her chest and ate them. Again, for some reason they tasted better than the regular popcorn. The movie continued with as many outrageous and sexy action scenes as it opened with. Every few minutes I'd dig a piece of popcorn from Aubrey's cleavage, and she never once seemed bothered by it. She didn't even look away from the screen. It was as if I were only brushing popcorn off her knee or something equally innocent. Each time my fingertips touched her warm skin, I grew a little more erect. It didn't help that the movie was highly sexual and had plenty of eye candy for everyone. Eventually my cock strained against my pants, and I had to adjust. That wasn't going to stop me from enjoying her fallen popcorn, though. I glanced over and sure enough another kernel had made its way between her breasts. I reached over and got a curt slap for my efforts. I am sorry, I thought that. No more hands, she said. Understood. Again, I'm sorry. I put my hands in my lap and watched the movie. Out of the corner of my eye I saw her staring at me, so I looked. She nodded down to her chest, where a few extra kernels had fallen. She nodded again, as if asking me to get them. I thought you said. I said no hands. I didn't say anything about your mouth. She said. My boner practically ripped through my pants. I looked around the theater, which was silly because we were at the far back and there were maybe five other people in front of us. I leaned forward, lowering my face into her cleavage to grab the popcorn with my lips and eat it. She gave me a satisfactory nod and went back to watching the movie. Aubrey was full of surprises. Everything she did teased me in a different way. I loved it. My heart pounded in my chest, mostly because I was horny as all hell, but also because I was so madly attracted to her. I reached into the bucket of popcorn and met her hand, which gave my stomach a flutter. I waited for her to take her handful of popcorn before getting my own. As she brought hers up to her mouth, she dropped it, intentionally, onto her chest. Oops, she whispered, still staring at the screen. I felt a vein in my temple throbbing at the same speed as the thumping in my cock. I leaned forward, rubbing the tip of my nose along her breasts as I stuck my tongue out and picked up the pieces of popcorn. Once I had sufficiently cleaned her up, I gave her plump cleavage a playful lick, then leaned back into my lazy boy. She deliberately dropped another handful of popcorn onto her chest. Good God, I wasn't sure how much more I could take. I bent over again and used my mouth to snatch up the popcorn even getting bold enough to reach over and cup her far breast. Giving it a firm squeeze as I rubbed my cheek into her cleavage, I felt her hand slide across my thigh into the tightly pitched tent in my lap. In the flicker of the movie screen I saw her grin big, but otherwise didn't pull her attention away from the screen. She grabbed the large soda between us and moved it to the cup holder on her side, then lifted the cup holder that separated our chairs. She placed our popcorn bucket into her seat, and crawled into my lap, straddling my hips while still facing the screen. Of course, this meant I couldn't see much with her sitting in front of me like that, but I didn't mind. She lowered herself onto my erection and started to gently grind, lifting her skirt to give her hips more room. Even through my pants, it felt amazing. I placed my hands on her hips and rubbed them as she worked herself on top of me. Though I was staring at her back, 
the screen was large enough that I could make out some of the action. Plus, the sound told a pretty detailed story by itself. Xander was relaxing in a hot tub with his buxom beauty and another couple. It's been heavily implied that the other couple are spies, or possibly assassins, and that they could pose a threat to Xander and his mission. What, exactly, that mission was almost an hour into the movie was still a mystery. But he most definitely had a mission. The other couple in the hot tub made witty banter with our hero, most of which I ignored because of my own buxom beauty grinding her pelvis into my erection. Right as Xander was about to retire for the evening, the other couple asks if he and his partner swing. Of course they knew Xander Shield's only weakness. He can never turn down a good time. Heedless of the danger, Xander convinces his lady that it would be the experience of a lifetime and the four of them decide to step up the excitement by getting dirty right in the hot tub, even with people around. Aubrey stared intently at the screen, never even looking back at me to make sure I hadn't died of horniness. By now I had become brave and horny enough to slip my hand underneath her skirt so I could feel her warm skin and clutch her thighs with more vigor. My fingers brushed across a tiny piece of fabric. After some exploration, I deduced she was wearing a G-string thong, which meant I had unfettered access to her firm booty. If she had any objection to my exploratory groping, she didn't show it. Her attention was completely directed at the movie screen, even if her hips had begun to grind more aggressively. Xander undid the female spy's bikini top and took her into his lap while the male spy did the same to Xander's lady. I hadn't actually been keeping track of how many boobs we had seen over the course of the film, but if I had been keeping track I would have lost count by now. I felt Aubrey's grip tighten on my thighs. She was using them for support as she dry-humped me reverse cowgirl style. I grabbed a handful of her booty and pushed my hips up into her. I was positive I'd have some sort of friction burns by the end of all this. And I was completely fine with that. Thankfully, the amount of precum I had leaked into my own pants gave me just enough lubrication to not be in severe pain. My cock ached. I throbbed hard and felt sore. I was ready to burst and each motion of Aubrey's hips brought me more pain and pleasure in equal parts. There was no world in which I'd stop her, though. As the on-screen couple started to have sex, with the hot tub's bubbles acting as a convenient veil to anything pornographic, Aubrey's pace quickened. I dug my fingers into her hips as she rocked her pelvis against me, fast enough that the friction was actually starting to generate more heat than was already there. My breath came in shallow gasps both because I was impossibly turned on and because I was trying to stay quiet. Aubrey stared forward, grinding on me like I had just dropped a stack of hundreds in a champagne room. The movie changed pace as the male spy leapt into action, shoving Xander's partner off of him and lunging for Xander's neck. With the female spy still on top of him, Xander could not avoid this new assailant. The man wrapped his fingers around Xander's throat and pushed him into the water, much to the shock and surprise of the two topless women with them. A fight ensued. Both men struggled for dominance, splashing about in the bubbling hot tub. Every once in a while you'd see their oversized dicks come out of the water, which was probably the filmmaker's way of appeasing the ladies. Aubrey's hip motions grew more and more frantic, mimicking the tension in the scene in front of her. Xander wrestled his way above water and turned the fight around, submerging his opponent while people shrieked and watched on. Aubrey's legs tensed up and began to shake. I watched her back arch and felt her nails dig into my thighs. One of her hands left my legs and covered her mouth while her hips continued to mercilessly rub my pack. As the man on screen, Xander's would-be assassin, drowned in the hot tub, Aubrey's shakes and shudders ceased. Her body relaxed, but her hips kept rubbing at a gentle pace. She removed her hand from her mouth, and I saw her back swell as she took a deep breath, then exhale. 
I was pretty sure she'd given herself an orgasm. Or maybe a seizure, I couldn't tell because I was staring at her back. The wetness in my lap was a solid clue, though. Xander released his hold on the would-be assassin and looked at the two topless women next to him. Shall we take this to my cabin? He asked, and the five other people in the audience laughed. Aubrey Saturday atop me, catching her breath for a moment. I was still horny, obviously, but it was a whole lot different to go from dry humping in public too. What humping? Sex. Maybe if I'm lucky, she'll give me a blowjob. I thought as Xander ushered the two beautiful women on screen to his cabin. What happened next was a bit of a blur. In my horny, lust-drunk state, I vaguely gathered that the female spy was investigating the male one for various crimes that Xander was also investigating. In short, the female spy was on Xander's side. With the enemy spy dead, they thought their problems were over. But they were wrong. This all happened over cognac and cigars in his cabin. But it was all background noise to me. Once Aubrey had caught her breath, she reached back and undid my belt. The clanging of my buckle sounded like a tornado siren to me. I was terrified we'd get caught. She undid my belt and reached into my pants, grabbing my painfully hard erection and encouraging me to make room for it. I wiggled my pants down to expose my diamond hard cock and I won't lie. The first thing I noticed was that the air-conditioned air of the theater felt amazing after such a vigorous grinding. With my cock in her hand, I felt her lining things up between us. And I knew exactly what was about to happen. My cock head found the dampness of her thong, but was ultimately impeded by it. I lifted her skirt and reached under to pull the thong to the side and make room for me. As soon as I shifted her panties to the side, I slipped inside her and couldn't help but moan. Someone in the audience scolded. I was sure they would turn around and look at us. But they didn't. Aubrey pushed her hips back and buried my cock inside her until she couldn't push back anymore. I saw a wave of shivers shoot up her body. She tensed up and held me there. Words can't describe how good it felt to enter her when I was that worked up. I held tight onto her hips and waited for her to relax. Slowly, carefully, she started to grind in my lap again. Her body would quiver gently as she hit certain angles. Like she was being hit with surprise bursts of pleasure after her orgasm. I assumed she was more sensitive now, like I am after I finish. The fact that I was so violently hard probably felt great to her too. While the characters on screen were busy trying to figure out. Whatever it is they were trying to figure out. I had completely lost track of the story by this point. I was busy doing my best to last as long as I could. I was ready to explode. She knew that. She felt my erection before she even hopped into my lap. And because she knew that, I felt like she was going slower. Taking it easy on me to let the sensations last. I suppose she could have been going slow to keep us quiet. But the amount of teasing up to that point is no doubt part of her plan. She was building me up, easing me into my orgasm instead of furiously working it out of me. Or maybe she was just as sensitive after her orgasm. Any faster and she would have made noise and blew our cover. In any case, I massaged that round booty and let her hips gyrate on top of me, burying me to the hilt inside her every time. I even flexed my butt and pushed myself into her when she slowed down too much. It was becoming almost too much to handle. I wasn't sure how much longer I'd be able to take her teasing before I simply had to unload. To make matters worse, the movie was coming to an obvious conclusion. I had no idea what that conclusion was, but I could tell things were winding down. If I didn't come soon, I would have to wait till later. And I was ready to die before I let that happen. I held in pleasured moans as I felt her tight. Wet lips gripped my hard shaft, moving up and down at a snail's pace that was as euphoric as it was tortuous. I ran my fingers along her skin, 
and kept pushing my hips up to get inside her as deep as I could. I was truly impressed that she stayed focused on the movie the whole time. I would have to ask her what the hell happened when we left. My throat felt dry and my heart beat so fast I was becoming genuinely concerned for my health. As much as I enjoyed the teasing, I had to speed things along. My left hand gripped her hip and my right hand slid out from under her skirt and up to her ribs. My fingertips brushed the bottom of her breast, but I couldn't quite reach at this angle. It would have to do. I planted my feet on the extended leg rest of the lazy boy and pumped my hips up into Aubrey's curvy. Perfect little body. Her hand shot up to cover her mouth again. Hold on tight, buttercup, this is gonna be a bumpy ride. Xander said as if he were watching us and not the other way around. My hips thrust up, pumping my cock deep inside her, and causing a soft slapping noise as our hips met over and over. Once I started my thrusting, she stopped her grinding and held on, letting me work her tight vagina as I saw fit. My fingers reached for more of her breast, but it was no use. Bent over my legs, facing the screen. I couldn't get a grip on them no matter how hard I tried. I kept thrusting my hips though, hard enough that the lazy boy squeaked. Our disgruntled friend said again. Aubrey held her ground, keeping quiet even though I saw her squirming in pleasure on top of me. Based on what I was hearing, the credits would roll any minute now. Some people had the courtesy to watch them, but most didn't. Once they started, everyone in the theater would turn around and see me plowing my new girlfriend. If I could call her that. We were still pretty new, it was tough to tell. I felt my balls tingle. I knew I was close. I also felt my thighs beginning to cramp, which would put a quick and terrible end to my chances of getting an orgasm. I reached up again, eager to get a handful of her triple Ds, and still unable. I wanted them so bad, I grew frustrated. I sat her day up, cupping her heavy handful of a breast and pulled her back onto me. I had to lift my hips high enough to let her get her feet out from under us. But once she did, she fell back onto my chest, knees in the air and with my cock still penetrating her from underneath. More importantly, it gave me the angle I needed to knead her breast without interruption. And I took every opportunity to do it. With her back on my chest, I thrust my hips up into her, squeezing her chest like my life depended on it. That was really all I needed to be put over the edge. The tingle in my balls rose, and soon I was pumping fresh, hot sperm inside her. My cock bucked and throbbed, shooting thick loads as deep as I could get them. I grunted loud. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw someone turn back to look at us. It didn't stop me. I kept pumping my hips, lustfully filling her with my cum until I was too physically exhausted to keep going. My hips collapsed onto the lazy boy, and she rested on my chest with me still inside her for a moment. Luckily, her skirt covered anything important. We had at least some plausible deniability. Maybe we could convince them we fell asleep and I had a bad dream or something. Or maybe we'd get arrested for indecent exposure. I didn't really care. My balls were empty, and at that moment that was all that mattered to me. She climbed off of me and Saturday back in her chair, adjusted her thong to trap the sperm leaking out of her, and grabbed our bucket of popcorn as the credits rolled. I pulled my pants back up and caught my breath. Oh, Chuck Lancaster was the grip. That's fascinating, she said, as if nothing happened. I laughed. If she wanted to play it that way, then I'd oblige. I had algebra with that guy. He's pretty cool. You don't say, she asked, exaggerating her enthusiasm while trying to keep a straight face. We made up stories about several other crew members as the credits finished, then made a hasty exit from the theater. The inside of my pants were uncomfortably wet, but hers were probably ten times worse, so I didn't complain. Though we both played it off as nothing in the theater, 
I couldn't stop thinking about what happened. I couldn't tell if she was a nymphomaniac, or if I brought out some kind of animal in her. This was supposed to be a normal date. I said while I walked with her back to campus. What wasn't normal about it? She asked, still playing coy. Hey, I'm not complaining at all. I just, I thought of the right words to say. I like you. I don't want you to think poorly of me. What would make me think poorly of you? I don't know, never mind. I felt stupid for saying anything. She had initiated pretty much all our sexual interactions so far. It wasn't me being a jerk. I like you too, Ikno. In case that wasn't obvious, she said. For once there was a sincerity to her voice. It was almost vulnerable. So, uh, did you have a good time? It was okay, she said, holding back a smile. Then it shouldn't be hard for me to get another date sometime soon. She smiled at me and thought about it for a second, leaving me in agonizing silence. By my count, this is our third date, she said. So does that mean we're, like, dating? I suppose it does. Which would make us? I left the end off intentionally. I didn't want to spook her if she didn't want to be labeled my girlfriend. I've scared girls away with that before. Come buddies, she asked. Sounds good to me, I said, already planning our next date. 